live from the ESPN 690 and Atari Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Joked around about it. Um, I was pretty confident I was, was going to get him his, his four. So it works out. Deal. He, he gives me a small percentage of that, and then we'll. I'm just kidding, uh, but no, uh, th- we we kind of joked around about it. But Marvin, you know, the type of player he is, he's going to get he's going to get four if we if we play the way we should. So wasn't really concerned. So Marvin ends up with over 70 catches. Gosh, if they played the way they should, he probably should have had 100. Yeah. You know. Yep. I mean, it, it really. He didn't have, like, a terrible year statistically, but it didn't feel like he had a good year. Jacks are just too inconsistent. Josh Allen epitomizes that, right? He has the big game against Buffalo. I thought leading up to the Buffalo game, he was very noticeable. Then after the Buffalo game, he kind of disappeared, and then he had a huge game yesterday. Mm -hmm. I said this, though. A player like Josh Allen has to be a part of this thing going forward. Has to be. Mm -hmm. Don't you agree? Not I mean, just next yeah, year. He's, he's, in a, he's next year. He's on his fourth fourth year of his deal. Yeah. But I mean, you hope, hope he performs. But you got to find a way to keep players like Allen. Those are the kind of players that you let go in the past. Yeah. I mean, he's probably the best player on defense right now. So you you have to keep him. You have to try to maintain him. Yeah. I I think. I don't know if he's done enough to earn him a deal now, though. Unless you can get some kind of unless you can get ahead of it to the point where you're getting a bargain. No, uh, I still say you have another year left to see what he can produce, what he can do, and then you go from there. Take the last month of the year, okay? And this, we have a poll question tonight on Jags Report Live. It's on actionnewsjacks.com slash Jags poll if you want to vote. Of these three rookies who performed, who, who got your attention the most the last few weeks? Not the entire year, the last few weeks. Okay. Cisco, uh, Tyson Campbell, Walker Little. Um, who got my attention? Tyson Campbell. Still. Yeah. Even though he played the most, obviously. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Walker Tyson Little Campbell. started the next last two games. I think he gave up one pressure. Yeah. Cisco but you know, started line, punching you know the I'm ball s- out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I would say Tyson. I mean, I feel like I'm doing an interview with people in the parking lot right now. This is, this is well, very short answers. Tyson Campbell. <laughs> what do you want me to tell you? You asked me out of those three, who do I think? I said Tyson Campbell. Okay. What do you want me to tell who you? Who do you have the highest ceiling for? Explain further. Okay. I mean, you asked me to try to break down an offensive lineman like it's a sexy, exciting position. I guess well, Walker but, Little did good. Way, I don't one know. pick in the draft might be an offensive lineman. So this year? Going, Evan Neal. Okay. So you do you need that? Do you go you that so? way? Or okay. do you say, okay, I'm all set with Walker Little. So then is Walker you guys Little. discuss. I got to go do some TV. Okay, I got you. Come on in here, Casey. Water's fine here. Brent's setting the table for us to discuss a little bit. Um, no, I just think Tyson Campbell because he has had the most playing time. Like, we can sit here and say Andre Sisco for sure. Why didn't he play more? Okay. But at the same time, he didn't play a lot. So it's a very small sample size. I think sample size is a big proponent when you try to break down questions like this. So allow me to add a little more here, Casey, and say I think it's Tyson Campbell because of what we've seen from where he started, trouble tracking the ball, trouble trying to, you know, make a play to where he's at now. I think he's made growth, and I think that, you know, if you're a fan next season when we're talking about, you know, shock your mock and everything, we're not necessarily saying we need a cornerback in the first three rounds. Yeah, and there was a time when... Me and you were just doing a show where we weren't sure of that. Exactly. And now we are. So. Now, if you want to talk about Evan Neal, okay, if you draft Evan Neal, then what are we saying about Walker Little? Uh, are we, we going to tell, hey, Mr. Mr. Little, can you please go to the right side of the ball and then, I guess, bring Evan Neal to the left side? Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that because Walker Little, I mean, 
Cam Robinson, we're done with Cam, right? He's played his last game here. You, you could bring him back in some capacity, but more than likely probably going to be done. Yeah, I, I mean, did Walker Little show you enough in two games? Probably not. Yeah. Um, to, he, he did say he's comfortable at the right side, so you consider moving him over to the right side. For Evan Neal on the left side, that's to be seen. Mm-hmm. But Or do you, take, do you somehow justify drafting Evan Neal with the first pick overall? Because I get it, quarterback's blind side, but there's still a, a top priority of a right tackle as well in that National Football League now. In terms of like how much they make and everything. That yesterday. Yeah, exactly. Do you draft Evan Neal number one, then move him to the right side? You, or is I mean, it hard to justify with your the, the top overall pick of the draft? Yeah, I mean, it's I, in my opinion, it's tough to draft somebody and then say, hey, we like what you did in college. We're drafting you because of what you did in college. And then with the top pick overall. Yeah, slide yeah. over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, when they've picked players and then played them out of position, it didn't go well. Exactly. And Chase on. Well, and you heard today, too, um, Juwan Taylor talked to the media a little bit, and they mm-hmm. asked him, well, how do you feel about moving to guard? He doesn't want to move to guard. No, I think it is definitely... I mean, I think it's a knock on your skill set if you're a tackle and you move to guard because now athleticism comes into play. But number two, in terms of how much the best left tackles or right tackles are making compared to how much the, the best guards are making, I mean, I think it's night and day. Yeah. So I get where Juwan Taylor is coming from. Now, you may not have a choice, man. You, you, you may get bumped out of that right tackle spot, and if you still want to have a spot on this team, you better learn how to play guard. You yeah. know, so there's always possibility for that. And then with Andre Sisco... You know, I mean, once again, I think that the sample size says that we'll see. We haven't seen that much from him. No, but what you did see was good, I thought. They, no, for sure. It, it's a shame now. By the way, what happened to Winger? Did he just never come back from COVID? That's a great question. I think he was on Amanda the COVID it, list and then... Yeah, yeah, Amanda said yesterday, like, is he is he gone? I was like, I don't know. I don't think he ever got activated. So yeah, I guess yeah. that's, that's a tough way to go out for Winger. But yeah. it's unfortunate now that we saw Wingard as much as we did because we don't know about Cisco, but is it weird that I'm sitting here like, hey, Daniel Thomas and Cisco are the boys? Like, Going without, so and you started with Wingard and Jenkins. Jenkins. Yeah, no, I mean, it's not... Daniel Thomas flies around, man. I know we're talking about Cisco, but yeah, them yeah. two together, now you do have the opportunity to bust a coverage because those two are boomer bust plays, but True. he's flying around, Cisco's flying around. I don't hate it. No, I'm not mad at that either. Um, you know, we'll see with Rayshon Jenkins. A lot of money went to that guy as well. You know, I mean, you just cut ties with that. I mean, I think in terms of trade value, not that much there. So we'll see. But overall, I mean, I think, listen, we're very – and here's the funny thing. Three weeks ago, Casey, four weeks ago, I was sitting here saying that this draft was an absolute bust, right, because nobody yeah. showed us anything. Right. We saw Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne remains to be seen. Walker Little, you know, set aside from training camp and one-on-ones, didn't really hear much from him. Andre Sisco, it was what it was. And Tyson Campbell, we saw probably a lot more bad than we did of good. And now all of a sudden our perceptions are changing a little bit over two or three games. Yeah. Should we be changing that much? I mean, I get it. You know, you beat the Colts. You look good doing it. Excitement going into the offseason. But, like, in this draft coming up, is safety a priority? Is the secondary a priority? Is offensive tackle a priority? Where do you sit on those things? Secondary, no. I, I think they're. I mean, I think they're okay because Tyson Campbell obviously got better, and we don't really think much of the coaching staff. Mm-hmm. So obviously, him as a player is getting better. Cisco, it is what it is. Offensive line, they're going to have to do something. Mm-hmm. Whether I don't know if that's necessarily Evan Neal, but you've also uh, Norwell's going to Norwell and Linder. I think the contracts are up. Uh, AJ Can was supposed to be the right guard. We never saw him. Barch, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Here we are breaking down offensive line. Um, <laughs> but they're going to. I think if you're looking in that in terms of that. I would go offensive line before secondary because 
Granted, maybe it's just I like Daniel Thomas because what we were seeing was bad. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's part of it. But, yeah, it, it, I think looking at the draft class, we were looking for anything positive. We finally got it with two games left in the season, and I think that even leaves you in a worse spot because now you're like, Ooh. You know, Brent has alluded to this a, a little bit last week, and, and it still remains to be seen with the, with the edge now, right? I mean, I, I get Evan Neal isn't the the most attractive pick in terms of excitement of celebrating in the streets, but he helps Trevor Lawrence out for sure, sure. right? And th- that's what this is supposed to all be about, is making sure Trevor Lawrence has the tools and the viability to succeed. At the same time, though, you also want to win football games. And you have a defense right now that has shown some good, has shown some really bad, but I feel like the consistent through the entire season was getting that pass rush on a consistent basis wasn't really there. I mean, I get tackle can always be of importance, especially a, a beast like Evan Neal, who will probably see play tonight, but, like, where do you stand on the edge? Like, I mean, do you think if they can find somebody to pair with Josh Allen, like, that's going to be the biggest thing going forward now for this team? Because Caleb on Chase was supposed to be that guy, and we know how that kind of turned out so far yeah. in his career. I think... Well, first of all, when last, I mean, if you look at the Raiders from last night, Max Crosby was a problem on one side. That's because Yannick Ngakwe was a problem on the other side. Yeah. If only we could find a guy like Yannick Ngakwe. But <laughs> here's the thing. I don't, by the way, who's, who's also a captain now, too, by the way, Yannick Ngakwe. What a disaster. Well, which says a lot about, I mean, okay, say what you want about the stats, but also the leadership of that team. says yeah. a lot about Yannick Ngakwe. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think here's it, like, I want him to trade the number one pick. I've said that a bunch. I'm going to keep saying that. Mm-hmm. But... And I say that because you're not going to win the Super Bowl by drafting a pass rusher at mm-hmm. one. However, they do need a pass rusher. Mm-hmm. So I think if you're stuck with the pick, the question is, which one do you love? How do you yeah. not mess it up? Well, How and, do you not Jaguars? No, for sure. And this is the biggest thing going forward here, Casey. Because, yeah, even last night, yes, the Raiders gave up some points. But, like, it's all about complementary football. Like, I get it. You want to help Trevor Lawrence the offensive line. You want to help him at wide receiver. You absolutely need to do that. But you also got to help Trevor Lawrence in playing complementary football. If he's constantly playing behind because the defense can't stop anybody, that does Trevor Lawrence no good as well. So I'm very curious to see going forward now in terms of, you know, who the next coach is going to be, what the next scheme is going to be. To me, the Jaguars have a very easy decision to make in terms of this draft, right? Assume that they don't trade it out. Assume they don't get a King's ransom for the number one pick. It's coming down to Hutchinson or Thibodeau or possibly in the outside looking in Evan Neal. But to me, it's all about what kind of scheme do you foresee running in the future here? You look at Josh Allen, who's probably your biggest piece right now. I mean, we'll see with Miles, Jack. You know, the secondary is kind of interchangeable in terms of a 4-3 or 3-4. You know, you have the guys that can do both, I think. Are you going to be a 4-3 defense or a 3-4 defense? Because I think if you're a 4-3 defense, then you go with Hutchinson. I think if you're a 3-4 defense and you want to get that extra edge rusher to Josh Allen and kind of take some pressure off of him and they got two bona fide bookends, then you go with Thibodeau. And, and to me, that's the easiest decision you can make. Like, it, to me, it's not about, okay, who's the best player available? Who's the best athlete available? I get it. It's probably going to be Thibodeau, right? But if you play a 4-3 defense, let's stop trying to put a, 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 you know, a circular peg in a square hole. It ain't going to work. Okay, so that to me is what it comes down to is what scheme do you foresee happening in the future? And the sooner that they can figure that out, the better it's going to be for the drafting process. That's interesting you think it's that simplified with those two players. Mm-hmm. What do you think fits what they have now, the pieces that they have? Because I could contend Miles Jack is better in a 4-3 on the weak side. He's proven that. Mm-hmm. But Josh Allen and maybe even Caleb Von Chasen from a 
chase on from a depth standpoint mm -hmm. might be better in the three four look uh although i mean Josh had 10 and a half sacks his rookie year in a 4-3 and seven yeah. and a half sacks this year in a 3-4 where they were supposed to design some things for him. Yeah. Uh, so if I take the two players at the top away, since it's that simple potentially, mm -hmm. what fits what you have currently in the pieces that you have for 3-3-4? So let me ask you this. Do you consider this team a 3-4 defense with Joe Cohen? I do now, yes. Then Thibodeau is going to be your answer. Okay. Okay, but... If I'm a head coach and I come in, and whether yeah. I keep Cullen or not, mm -hmm. am I trying to go get a, a defensive coordinator that might run a 3-4 oh, because the parts are better that I have on the, on the roster yeah. right now, and I then can add Thibodeau? Well, I mean, see, the, this all depends on what you want to do because the reason why I was such a big proponent of the 3-4 defense was because I thought Caleb on chase on was going to be that guy, and, and he hasn't showed us much. So essentially, if you look at like the, the building blocks now of this defense going forward, I mean, you know, Chason isn't one of them at this moment, to be honest to you. No. So we have Josh Allen. Who else do we have? Like, I, I'm talking about like the, 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 the fundamental building blocks to have a great defense. I think Josh Allen is a guy. I, I mean, say Miles Jack's still a $10 million guy under contract with a lot of talent if you put him in good situations. By the way, he did lead the team in tackles. Yeah, uh, made a, a splash play yesterday. I don't think the secondary really matters in this conversation that much, no. right? Mm -hmm. So Devon well, Hamilton, I mean, oh, yeah. Yeah, a Devon Hamilton so, type. I think Smoot, by the way, Smoot has earned himself into a quality role. He's not going to be yeah. a stud, but he's a quality role guy. I think the secondary would matter if you had a safety who could kind of be a jack of all trades. I'm not sure if they have that. I know Cisco wants to be that guy. They'll get but, uh, but I don't, Matthew. But I don't think they have that right now set up to have a jack of all trades type of safety on this roster the way it sits. Am I? Mean, I am Oh, go ahead. Am I wrong to say that Smoot, like, is good? I said this earlier to Amanda. Smoot is good, but he's not good enough to be a starter on a good team. Am I wrong? No, I think I think Smoot is a great depth play. Yeah, I, I really I do. I agree with you. Yeah. I, I think even on this roster, he's still a little bit of a tweener, but they find ways to use him. They find ways to get him in there, and it pays off. As far as being a bona fide starter going forward, I agree with you, Casey. I don't think even on this team he's probably going to be that guy. By the way, Casey, sorry to Amanda. We must not let you talk enough here on the show if she's had to listen to you all day about the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, but uh, Pretty much, yeah. yeah. I think Smoot, it, by the way, you need six to eight guys now. That's Everybody operates that way, and so Smoot's a perfect player, and it doesn't matter if he starts or not. He's, a, he's a, in, an important piece. You need a lot of guys, and so that's okay. Uh, I make you, we're going to get Captain Rick on the moment, but if I make you the head coach tomorrow, you're going to hire... What coach? Four three or three four guy that specializes in. I mean, I'm uh, I love the three four, so I'd go three four D. So you go three four, yeah. and then you'd also probably take Kayvon Thibodeau, Thibodeau from uh, Oregon. Yep, because it fits. I would. Yes, and then you feel pretty good. You got Thibodeau on one side, you got Josh Allen. Yes, you still have Chase on who you can use from a depth standpoint. Correct. Who has talent? We hope, and you just try to get something out of him. Correct. Uh, or he's just going to be a bust. Uh, you have Smoot. Yeah. You know, you have Devon Hamilton. You've got your secondary pretty much all set because you've spent. Now, I think you can improve Rayshon Jenkins, but you've spent on him, so you're probably going to have to live with him for another year, uh, probably not going to upgrade that. So your defense, well, Thibodeau hopefully makes a big difference, and then you add some other pieces to do the yeah. same. And do you know what I would do, too? And I don't even know what Miles Jack's college stats were. But if he's and, and it was, wasn't Miles Jack's best year, even when they took the green dot away from him, it still wasn't his best year. I would seriously consider just to see what it looks like to use Miles Jack like the Dallas Cowboys use Micah Parsons. Hmm. That's what I would do. 
because I, like, I think for what you're paying Miles Jack and what he's able to do this year, like, I, I, I don't think it, it's, it's warranted. No, I don't think it's warranted. Um, I, I never would foresee putting Miles Jack on the edge and just letting him rush and letting him blitz and everything, but maybe he's athletic enough to do that. Yeah, he's fast. And yeah. I look at Micah Parsons, who had, you know, a career high of five sacks in a season for Penn State, but the guy can run a 4-3, so it makes sense. I don't know. Maybe you take a look with Miles Jack playing the Micah Parsons role. That's interesting. Let's get Captain Rick on real quick, uh, Florida Sportsman Fishing Report. Captain Rick, hope you had a nice weekend, man. Uh, everybody feeling better on a Monday after a Jags win. Yeah, what can't, where did that team come from, Brent? <laughs> We're trying to figure it out, but hopefully we can see we it bring more in 22. <laughs> does, does the fact that everything's been quiet down at Jaguar Place today mean that uh, Trent Falke is probably going to be with us another year? Uh, I don't think that's what that means, um, but a lot of people do. My view on it is I think the next coach, whoever they hire, is going to make that call. Okay, okay, all right. Well, let's talk a little fishing because there's very little fishing to talk. The wind, of course, has had the ocean closed for the weekend. It will be closed all week. The lock is on the door. Don't even try it. You ain't one out there. For the guys that are dying to fish, tomorrow's going to be a good day because it's going to be nasty. It's going to be windy out of the northeast, and you know what that means. That means the dam runs down at Guanadam. It means the gates open and the water floods. And that's going to happen about 2 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. So I would get down there 12, 30, 1 o'clock, uh, see if he can get you some live mullet. If not, you'll have to do live mud minnows and get in that group of guys offshore of the dam. There will be reds and trout caught there tomorrow. That's going to be the best thing going, and it may be the best thing going for the week as we finally officially have wintertime with plummeting water temps. I tell you, Brent, I don't know how far they're going to fall. We'll have to see, but we'll be back to talk about it tomorrow with another fishing report brought to you by Workman's Quick Fix Plumbing and CSS Landscapers. They're paying top dollar for 10 for top landscapers. Thank you, Brent. Thanks, Captain Rick. Appreciate it. Florida Sportsman Fishing Report each and every day. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. A thought or two more on this defense because I do think it's critical. I think people are missing one thing. We talked about this yesterday on ESPN 690 Game Day Live from the Duval House mm -hmm. as we wrapped up our season there. And and uh, we can talk, I believe in offense, right? Offense, 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 offense. But the last two years, the Jags have had 50 combined sacks. 50 as a team. That's it. That's it. And their leaders have been seven and a half Josh Allen and six and a half to one Smooth. So you can't sit here and tell me that we don't need that pass rusher at number one, right? Mm -hmm. And if that's the best player available, well, you need it. Mm -hmm. You need it. I, I can actually make the case that you need that player more than you need Evan Neal. Mm -hmm. Now, Evan Neal might be a long-term better player, and you have to make that judgment. Mm -hmm. But where are you finding the pass rush help if you don't get any in free agency and you don't pick one of these top guys? So you, let's just, under your, I, I made you the head coach. You added Vic Fangio or something for a 3-4 defense, whatever it might be. Okay. Did you play 3-4? Yeah. 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 And so you got him as your defensive coordinator, mm -hmm. and you guys say, hey, listen, Miles is good. we got to find more of a role for him. Get mm -hmm. Josh Allen. We're going to draft Kayvon Thibodeau from Oregon. Mm -hmm. uh, we got Smoot. We have Devon Hamilton we like as a player, uh, as a rotational player, not a stud. We have to get some help on the interior, right? Yep. Uh, we need probably another linebacker. Uh, Damian Wilson's a free agent. Shaq Quarterman's probably not got that. He's not going to be a star, but he's a decent backup and adds depth. 
your secondary is probably all set as far as you can go right now, given the dollars and investment that you have in it. I don't see them revamping that much. Uh, maybe go get a nickel corner. Uh, Herndon's time could be done. How much do you trust Rudy Ford, I guess? So really, where else? my question is, where else do you add? Like, what else do you need on defense if you make the one Thibodeau move? Mm-hmm. And I guess the answer would be the interior, right? Correct. Yes. Simple yeah. as that? Um, I mean, pretty simple, yeah. I mean, you have to address the interior Maybe for sure. linebacker next to Miles? Yeah. Uh, linebacker would be nice as well, but definitely interior. Because if, if you want to, once again, it depends what you're trying to run here. But regardless, if you're trying to build a 3-4 and you're trying to make it legit, then yeah, I think interior defensive line it's, it still has to be a play here. Absolutely. So it's really strange to me. This defense was okay, exceeded my expectations at times. Mm -hmm. When it was really good, it was really good. But all you really got to do is add like two or three players, and it's going to be a lot better. I mean, you're asking, okay, so interior defensive line for sure. So you add two there. Two and a linebacker? Three? Well, maybe two. I mean, depending what you have planned for Miles Jack. Yeah. Could be two linebackers. Um, depending how you see Rayshon Jenkins going forward, could be a safety as well. I think you're stuck in that contract for a year. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe. Do you need a slot corner? Maybe a slot corner. Yeah. So maybe add four. You could add as many, I would say, realistically here, Mm -hmm. okay? Listen, if you want to redo the whole thing, you could probably redo the whole thing. But I'm saying realistically, you probably add four pieces to defense and free agency in the draft. And you, yeah. you feel good yeah. about Josh yeah. Allen. You feel good about Miles. You feel good about Shaq Griffin and Tyson Campbell and Cisco. Yep. And you got to feel good about Rayshon Jenkins. I'm forcing you to. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know. What's wrong with Daniel Thomas? Well, by the, again, Thomas and Quarterman, uh, the guys like that are good depth guys. I'm not sitting there telling you that. I'm not going to try to sell you on those guys being studs that make your defense like a top 12 defense in the NFL. Yeah. I can't do that. But I think they're pretty quality in terms of, um, you know, depth and you need depth. Yeah. Absolutely. So I want to focus on offense is my point. That's what I'm getting at. And so if I only have to really look at four spots on the defensive side, I feel pretty good about focusing a lot of my attention on the offensive side of the ball. Big money in free agency. Yeah. And again in the draft. With, my, with the remainder of my picks. For sure. But in terms of money, I mean, you have to look at it like this though. Okay. Do you spend that money on defense or offense? Because what do you get more bang for your buck off right right the bat in the draft, right? You can say, okay, we can get a wide receiver early on in the draft. Will he will that correlate to production right away? Who knows? Maybe, maybe not. If you try to rely, I mean, obviously, if you get a defensive end or edge rusher, well, yeah, he's got to, he's got to produce right away as yeah. number one overall. But like, if you go into your defensive line with like the second pick or the third pick, how much production can you get from that guy right away? I'm not sure. So it begs the question of, okay, we have a lot of money, and that's great, but do you gear that money towards showing up that defense and you draft offense, or do you show up the offense and free agency and then draft the defense? I go get the best. I spend my money in three positions, big money. Best wide receiver I can find. If that's Mike Williams, I throw the bank at him. I go got, try to find a big interior defensive player from a veteran free agent standpoint that can help me out right away, mm. and I probably will add to the offensive line in some capacity because I'm not sure I'm keeping Norwell and Linder. Maybe one of them, but not both of them. Mm. And so I need someone on the interior of the offensive line most likely to help me out. So I get three big money spots. The rest go in the draft, number one pick, Thibodeau, and you got to keep building from there. You can't fix it all, but you, I think that's how you end you draft with the second pick, round, uh, second round pick, another receiver, by the way. Yeah. And, and then you keep adding, keep adding tight end, all, all the other spots. 
Yeah. It's a doable thing. And you got to rely on some guys coming off injuries to really help you out. Rayshon, your running backs, DJ Chark, you got to resign him too. Uh, that's part of this equation. Sure. We'll be back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. 100%. You know, I think this was a game where, um, one, you're playing for, for your pride to get another win on the season. You know, only had two wins, and um, obviously that wasn't the plan. So to, to play for that pride, to get another win for this group, and just to feel good. But then um, you look at it from an individual perspective. You want, Everybody wants to show what they can do. You want to show your value and what you can add to an organization, whether that's here, whether that's somewhere else. And for everyone to just to do that, to play for the team, to play for themselves, you, you're playing for everything. That's how it should be every week. Um, and just to do that and execute and um, have success, if, if you're Feels good, but yeah, that's definitely some momentum we want to build off uh, or build on this this offseason. Hopefully, a little momentum. Listen, it's a Monday after the regular season. The Jags won. They got the number one draft pick. Mm. They're looking for a new coach. Fire Balky's alive and well in the fan base, and he's still the GM. But just two quick thoughts about your guy, John ja Morant. Yeah. How about basketball talk, dunk? baby? Hey, how about the dunk in the block? Good stuff. I mean, the block was ridiculous. That's just the kind of athleticism coming out of Murray State, Brent. You got to yeah. start taking note now, man. I'm serious. I just saw it for the first time. Yeah, like if you Pretty don't impressive, if right? you don't watch the NBA yeah. much and it's on a Sunday, eh? Get out of here, Casey. Right. Casey, he's like what five nothing? Come on, man. I mean, give he, him some props. He seriously go watch it in slow mo and from behind. He actually almost like decapitates himself yes. against the backboard yeah. because his head is like that hot. Like, says he's 6'3", I'd probably put him six at 6'3". Uh, it says he's 6'3", six, six, with a 44-inch vertical. That's an NBA 6'3". By the way, he jumps higher in games because that was higher than 44 inches. Absolutely. I mean, you it, got the adrenaline flowing through a little amazing. bit? It was amazing. Yeah. Uh, the dunk was good, too, but the block was ridiculous. No, I saw that play, and did I want to go back on my Giannis out of the Kempo comment where I'd rather take Giannis <laughs> over John Morant? I thought about it a little bit. He's electric I wanted to now. redact my statement, but, yeah, he's special. You know what's interesting about that? That's a good call, mm-hmm. like, in that we didn't have it in this conversation. And meanwhile, Zion weighs 300 pounds. Yep, go ahead, sorry. But Morant has a chance. Like, he, I just said the word electric. Mm-hmm. Well, Giannis doesn't do that. Giannis isn't like an electric player. <sighs> Brent. Ah, Have you seen the? Oh, come on! The, the block to win the the championship. Well, I get Brent. it. Like, like he's electric. I, would, I wouldn't call LeBron an electric player either, though, and he had a big block. Yeah, you know what I mean, though. I just feel like there's I mean, a he's called the Greek freak for a re- like. What Giannis can he's do, though, man? He's called the Greek freak because nobody's like him. He's unusual. Well, yeah. Have he's, you seen he's his arms? Yeah, yeah. The, the guy can dunk from the free throw line like it's nothing. Like that's electric. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't okay. know. I, I don't know. Really, you characterize. Giannis I think, is electric. I think Giannis Adetokounmpo has the characteristics to be electric. Yeah. Really? I, I think he's got the combination of size, speed, and just athleticism. He can be electric. Like, like, that. like Dominique Wilkins was, like, electric. Absolutely. You know? Chalk of Thunder, right? Listen, like, yeah. Larry Bird was way better than Dominique Wilkins, but he wasn't electric. <clears throat> That's because Larry Bird can dunk. So, yeah, not electric. Discipline. He he, he's like Tim Duncan. You see all that he's Larry Bird stuff on social yeah, media? Yeah, yeah. People are taking me Larry Bird stuff now because he scored 47 <laughs> points with his left hand. Yeah, he did. Yeah, layups. Cool. Awesome. Hey, I can make layups left-handed, too. John Moran definitely <laughs> goaltended, by the way. Case, oh, man. <laughs> hey, one other thing. Let's not talk about basketball. Wait, save for Friday, guys. All right? Save it for <laughs> No, because I got to say this. I, I actually think, I think we... Uh, Clay Thompson's story is a really cool story. Yep. I like this big Warriors fan, but, like, it, to go 941 days and go through what he did, ACL and Achilles. Yeah. Right? I mean, that is 
That's got to be hard, man. You know it. You know it because when you played, yeah. and and we know it because we cover it. And the fan doesn't get this. The fan certainly doesn't get this. But being out mm-hmm. when you're a professional athlete, really any athlete, but especially a professional athlete, is really it can be one of the most depressing things. Like it I is. actually think people get depression yep. from being out. Yeah, it's it's one of the most and like I people are saying, well, that's your sob story, but you also make a lot of money, which is yeah. True. They said he made fifty million. I bet he worked harder for that fifty million than he'll work for another his yeah. whatever he makes the rest of his career. Yeah, there's just something about when you're put on IR, you know, and I think in the NFL, whatever it was, you make like two thirds of your money. Um, there's something though, like when you go to the stadium and you do your rehab and stuff, the you don't go to meetings, you don't go to practice, like you you aren't a part of the team. Like, you, you feel like you're just an outsider that gets paid to, to show up to the facility. Absolutely. Like, that's exactly what you feel like. So, yeah, it's definitely a depressing circumstance, and I'm sure it's no different in the NBA than it is in the NFL. But 941 days of it. Like, it's yeah. one thing. Like, you know, James Robinson's got a long road ahead. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to be about 365 days. Yeah. Clay yeah, Thompson. Saying, yeah, yeah. Are we talking about three years' worth mm-hmm. of stuff? I just thought it was a neat story coming back and, and all he's done there. And he's a very underrated player to begin with. Yep. And an underrated part of their championships. Um, he's also a great guy. You know, like it's, it it's, seems hard, like it's hard it, yeah. to, to, to root against Clay Thompson. It's hard so, yeah, to root against. They're a likable team. Exactly. You know, Draymond Green is not that likable. Of, like, you, he's polarizing. But I respect it, but though. But, yeah, there's something about him that you actually like. And once again, you can't stress this enough. They built through the draft. Yeah. So, I mean, I get Kevin Durant going over there was like the super team. That's fine. But they're a super team compiled of draft picks. So you yeah. can't really hate on Golden State too much because draft better if you're, you know, you're Listen, a hater. Investigate the Warriors. It's coming to Jacksonville. Just ask Mike Tannenbaum, oh, baby. It's coming Seriously? to Jacksonville. The Golden State Warriors for the There's next no head way. coach. I'm taking that sound bite, and if I'm Sean Khan, I'm playing it on the Kismet during that, the interviews. That guy tried to get a job application to the Jacksonville Jaguars, and Sean Khan heard that and said, well, this guy's obviously on drugs. We can't even bring him in. Who do you want, Tannenbaum or, or Balky right now? I'm all set. Fan base. Tannenbaum. Fans. All in. Nope. All in I would, I'd rather have American Idol style American Idol style voting on Twitter. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> That's seriously. I don't want to know. There's Could no way. Because then him and Brendan, Stephon Diggs is good. Or no, Trevon, whatever the guy's name. Yes, Trevon Diggs. Yes, yeah, he's good. Yes. Yeah, he's good. But how many touchdowns did he give up this year? <laughs> Set a record for that, too. Yeah, we talk about the interceptions. Didn't talk about the touchdowns giving up, though, did we? Uh, South Beach Gary. Meanwhile, Christian Fulton just tearing the league apart. South Beach Gary, I, I can't wait to talk to you today because um, I went six for six in my picks. Might have wouldn't be a little change uh, because of that. And my last pick was the Dolphins plus six and a half, and they actually won outright. Didn't even make me uh, squirm a shit all for that. I, I just sealed the deal. So good win by the uh, Dolphins and worthy of uh, beating Bill Belichick twice in the same year. And winning, what, seven or eight in a row, whatever it was, is getting fired on Monday, on Black Monday. What the hell, South Beach Gary? First of all, Shocky, what about the passing of Bob Saget today? What yeah. did he do to come to Jacksonville? Yeah, he, he was just here he a couple days ago. literally here like two oh, days he ago. he was just here. Yeah, yeah. He's 65. Yeah. I was going yeah. to ask uh, Bob Saget's was interesting to see the response on social media yeah because i thought my generation would be very disappointed like i've never seen him perform the comedy stuff yeah but obviously we know from full house and everybody watched full house at least america's i thought funniest my generation, home videos america's funniest home videos that's a good one too yep. because i was trying to think childhood. like casey bob saget did it hit you you didn't see my picture on twitter dog oh, i, I saw did, that i man. did yes yeah. dog 
Uh, <laughs> the, oh, that's a good call. <laughs> so, so why do you, why are you on Saget? I guess is my point. Is it because of the comedy? Is it because of America's Funniest Home Videos? Is it because of Full House? Neither of the three. Because you met him? Well, no. But he was the voice of Future Ted in How I Met Your Mother. Oh yeah. Interesting. So it's right. more so, like, I did watch Full House, so, like, I'm with that. So, but like, your generation did watch the reruns of Full House? So. 100%. Okay. 100%. Yeah. That's really what I was getting after. I didn't know it would strike a chord with the younger generation the way it did. See, to me, it's like the, the Betty White effect. Like, Betty White was America's grandma. Bob Saget was America's dad. That's interesting. Yeah. Ah, very good. Very well said. Thank you. And shoot, you should be like a newspaper headline writer. Yeah, you never know. All right, South Beach Gary, thanks for bringing that up. That's not paying anything, by the way. Yeah, yeah but on to the... Uh, the uh, Brian Flores, firing. Hello. Yeah, yeah, we're here, man. We're we're, we're, we're we're hanging in here. I didn't hear you guys. Uh, I I guess it was just he he, he had a bad relationship with uh, Chris Greer, and apparently, and uh, you know, uh, I guess uh, Chris Greer wanted some uh, changes to assistant coaches, and Brian Flores wasn't uh, amenable to so. Uh, they had a mutual parting of the way, so uh, I guess. Okay, does this bother guys, you? Yeah, it's a big story, man. Does it bother you? It kind of does because I thought he, I thought they played hard for Flores. You know, because they didn't give up when they were one and seven. They did win eight, eight out of their last nine. Even though you said Monday was against unfair competition, which it was. They did uh, <laughs> beat some teams that the Jacks lost to, but. Uh, you know, they did beat the Patriots twice. They beat Baltimore with uh, Omar Jackson. So, uh, told him to do the fewest points he ever as a starting quarterback. But my three guys going forward, guys, I got, I'd go with Jim Harbaugh, Nathaniel Hackett, or uh, Eric Bieniemy. One of the three I want. All right. All right. New coach. Thank Thanks, you. Guys. I'm, I'm hearing rumors out of Miami, too. I'm reading that uh, Flores was a big proponent for Will Fuller, actually. <laughs> and that didn't really jive well with management when Will Fuller was absolutely stealing from the Miami, Miami Dolphins. So, yeah, it, make, but, it, it makes a little more sense now that this is coming out on Twitter. I don't want to name the sources. They're not checking. You know, they're not verified, but just saying. By the way, Greer, Greer not only <laughs> he gets two over Herbert. But Greer also gives Fuller a $10 million deal, <laughs> and he keeps the job, to your point, yeah, Casey. Yeah, that's true. But maybe, maybe if Flores comes but to Jacksonville, maybe, then he'll bring Fuller with him. Maybe. <laughs> and you can get your card autograph. I got a few more. There's actually one in the car I have for you, by the way. Oh, you know the Fuller card? Yeah. Uh, sounds it, good, uh, Here's the thing. I just thought about this. Brian Flores should have been fired alone for uh, not playing Miles Gaskin and playing Duke Johnson. Yeah, would have won the championship if they just played Miles Gaskin. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I th I will say this. I thought Flores coached a horrendous game against the Jags in yeah. London. Like yeah, I, it was awful. One of two people to lose to Urban Meyer. Yeah, it was really bad. I have to carry that with him right? for a while. And but I will say this: like, do you want the Jags to interview him? Yeah, I mean, yeah, take a look. I mean, I think I I didn't see I I don't know the years, but it, it's crazy stat. Like the Dolphins had one winning season in this stretch. Mm -hmm. And in the last two years under Flores, he had two winning seasons. Yeah. I mean, you, I can't, can't get over you fire that guy. And I understand you fire people for different reasons, all the stuff going on. I get it. Um, and that should really red flag. Again, you've got to vet the hell out of this one. Yeah. Because what happened, and especially Jacksonville has to be very careful right now what they're bringing inside the stadium. I just think that's a big deal. A half to 180 from what just happened with Urban and even the last few years on the heels of that. Mm -hmm. So, can 
And I, I mean, Flores it, it intrigues me because from a culture standpoint and a winning game standpoint, I think he got a lot out of that football team. I don't think Miami is anything great. Yeah. But still, it concerns me a little bit that they would fire him with that kind of record. Is there anybody from the Bill Belichick coaching tree where it didn't kind of go bad? I mean, actually, Flores might be one of the great but, success yeah, stories. Yeah, but I'm saying, but it obviously went bad, though, Brable. because... But Brable wasn't a coach, though. Well, he's just a player. No, he just played for him, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I guess it doesn't really count. It kind of feels like it does. But. Yeah, yeah. No, oh, Bill O'Brien. Oh, Bill O'Brien. No, that went bad. bad. Yeah. yeah. Had some success, but went Joe bad. Joe Judge yeah. is going bad. <laughs> I mean... I mean, McDaniels wasn't good as a uh, head coach. You think McDaniels goes for one of these jobs? Obviously, it doesn't seem like he's coming to Jacksonville, but now there's six jobs open. Maybe even the Giants. If they, oh, I don't know what that happened with that meeting. They say Judge is coming back, but... Which is insane. Do you think McDaniels nice, goes to Chicago with Justin Fields or waits for a quarterback? Maybe Aaron Rodgers goes back to Denver? <laughs> they can't oh, wow, do that, right? Rod- well, why can't they? They wouldn't do that. If Aaron Rodgers went to Denver, wouldn't... Why? I just don't think they'd bring McDaniels back. I mean, why not? If Aaron Rodgers is there? Yeah. Hey, book it now. First coach fired, uh, Joe Judge next year. If you can get the odds oh, on that quickly. Absolutely. Oh, that's that's absolutely. He might one. not even make through training camp. Yeah. All things one press conference at the combine yeah. to really go ballistic. Hey, nine zero four three six two nine nine zero one. If you want a couple Iceman tickets to the All Star Game next week here in Jacksonville, ECHL All Star Game. Be caller number two nine zero four three six two nine nine zero one. Give Casey a call right now. We'll be back on ESPN six ninety. They have a chance at all against the Colts? No. Not at all. Okay. All right. I mean, you got one team that wants to play. You got another team that wants to go home. This is second and goal. Lawrence going to throw for it again, and it is a touchdown. Laquan Treadwell. I mean, one team that's tired of it all, one team that's motivated. Uh, you got the best running back in the NFL. You got uh, a defense that gets turnovers. Wentz pulls it down once, now throws it. You got an offense that can't score really more than, I'd say, 13 points, but probably more like 10. Barnes pulled it down and throws to the end zone. Marvin Jones, and he comes down, feeding Bounds, he's Boy, what a depressing loss for Indianapolis here today, and what a stunning victory for the Jacksonville Jaguars. They finish off I mean, great win, but it's still fire bulky. Yeah. I mean, 3 p.m. tomorrow, he better be gone. If not, all this positivity, out the door. All right, let's check out the clock. <laughs> Guess what? It's now 5.50. Oh, man. <laughs> and still no... Word from Shad Khan on Trent Bulky. He's still the GM of the Jacksonville Jaguars. He will interview uh, Daryl Bevel tomorrow uh, for the head coaching job. Nathaniel Hackett's on the list. Will they put Brian Flores on the list? Are you surprised to not see Doug Peterson on people's lists? A little bit. Like in Chicago, we haven't seen. Now, it doesn't mean they're not, by the way. There's other reported lists out there we haven't seen. Doug yeah. Peterson. I heard his name floated around in Denver, but I don't think I've officially seen he's going to interview. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a little surprised because one would think former Super Bowl champion that he would be, like, the top of everybody's list. But maybe teams are a little turned off the way things ended in Philadelphia. 
Yeah, uh, and I guess that's something to keep an eye on if they know more, right? Or if they've vetted out, or they just want to do something a little bit different. Like, you know, Dan Quinn interviewing out there doesn't surprise me. Hackett is in the mix. Kellen Moore's in the mix. The enemy's in the mix in mm-hmm. Denver, so it showcases some things. I would think they want to go offense. They've got a lot of receivers and talent. They just went defense. Usually you maybe go the other way. Mm-hmm. But Dan Quinn, I'll tell you this, I've heard some things that he's, he was going to be a highly sought-after guy, and he must have known that. Because that's part of the reason he said, nah, I think I'll pass on Jacksonville. I'm going to have a couple other options. Sure. And and maybe maybe he's a front runner for Denver. Uh, people say as a relationship with the GM out there, uh, we will see. Nice work by Casey on the open. Uh, go check out some more fan reaction you guys got yesterday. And yeah. uh, block your ears if you're around the kids. Oh, yeah. On yeah. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN <laughs> 690. <laughs> I mean, they had a little bit of everything, Brent. It did. They had Colts fans, got Jaguars fans that had just... Random moms in front of their families trying to holler at me. It was it was that an was eclectic a great group of people. Yeah, it was just an eclectic group of people. That poor little like her poor daughter. Oh yeah, so embarrassed. She I'm was sure. she well, was so excited. Yeah. Well, the husband was like, "It is what it is." <laughs> but the daughter the daughter was like so excited to see Austin because she, I'm from the morning show. From the morning show. Yeah. And then the mom said, "I'm going to shoot my shot right here and now like, in the parking lot." Yeah. <laughs> poor daughter. Um, and by the way, that's that's what, what actually made show. it to. Yeah, good point. That's what actually made it <laughs> to uh, footage, by the way, Brent. We have, like, 20 other minutes of, like, unedited. So you guys just were out chaos. there a while. We, out there, we interviewed, like. Yeah, there's a lot of people. Yeah. Why didn't you go out and try to get, like, Trent Balky leaving the stadium like some others was shouted it, at him? Wasn't going to wait behind that long, man. By you know the way, I will say this. I saw those videos of people shouting, uh, like, a guy. Sh- I don't know who that is, and he might listen to the show, and I might love you for listening to the show. Yeah. I'm not here for that kind of stuff. Yeah. I, I think that's a little respectful. much. Some respect. It got like a little kid next to him. He's yelling at the GM of the Jags, like, yeah. just resign. I mean, I, I think he said please. I think you might have. I, yeah. I think, again, I feel like, I said this on Friday, I'm not sure what Balky did necessarily to bring this on. Yeah. I think Shad Khan, or at least Ian Rappaport, brought this on Balky because of the report. Yeah. Like, like I, I don't. I really don't know from a, again, I say this from a human element. I'm not, I think they should get rid of Balky too, okay, for a lot of reasons. But I just don't know if he's earned the kind of venom around here that he's receiving. I really don't, like from, again, a human element of it. I think he's a victim of circumstance right now in Jacksonville. Yeah, I mean, seriously, it's. I mean, yeah, in tip, you're kind of more of, like, the, the feel-good guy, like the Sunshine Rainbows guy. So I get, like, there's definitely a human element to this that's not getting talked about enough. Um, it reminds me, like, of Mean Girls when Lindsay Lohan got in trouble with <laughs> Regina George, when Regina George put out the burn book and everybody blamed Lindsay Lohan and she's uh, walking yeah. into school. I remember everyone was just, like, staring at her, like, and Lindsay Lohan's like, what did I do? That's what, that's what it feels like to be bulky right now. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be in that school. Would you? Hey, Dad. Brent, you know hey, what I'm talking about. Take that open. Hey, Brent, did you ever see Mean Girls? <laughs> you, you see, I, I know it's like a, it's got a connotation. Yeah. It's like a teeny bopper movie. Yeah. Mean Girls is good. Mean Girls is good. I'm serious. It's, it's a great film. It's a great film. 100%. It's well done. Uh, what was more stunning, the win over the Colts yesterday or the win over the Bills? It's a great question. And I'll double down uh, on that question and say which, def- which defensive performance was better. I th- oh wow, Brent. great questions. I think def- def- uh, defensive performance would have been the Colts game. I do too. But I think the crazier one was the Bills game. I do too. Yeah. And by the way, they were bigger underdogs against the Bills. Correct. But they were playing better football at that time. The reason why you could vote for the Colts 
really the only thing that only reason we don't probably vote the Colts here is because we know the Jags have had their number. True. And so there's True. a little sign that they play well against Indian. Doesn't matter if. Yeah. And the Bills but, are better. Yeah, and then the MVP came at the time too, and Josh yeah. Allen. Yeah. Well, one team was a playoff team. Yeah. Well, um, but the Colts, like Aaron, must win. The situation must win. Jags just going home, playing out the string. Colts playing really good. I mean, you can make the case the Colts were playing better than the Bills were when they came in here. Yeah. Well, one team didn't have Carson Wentz, so that helped. That's a great point. <laughs> 4.4 QBR rating? Yeah. Holy cow. But I, I agree I, I agree with you. I think yesterday's performance on defense was actually more dominating. Yes. Yes. Um, and the one against the Bills was really good. Yeah. Really good. Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, uh, Shaq Griffin set to join us tonight at 7 o'clock. On Jags Report Live at Sneakers. We'll see you there. Casey and Brian Middleton going from six to seven action sports jacks overtime. That will take you right into the national championship game on ESPN 690. Do you like Alabama tonight? I like Bama. Yeah, I kind of like Bama, even though I hope the dogs win. Alabama. Hey, Alabama's. Yeah. Casey's going to buy a new house after tonight. Could be Georgia by 20. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> All right, Casey and Brian coming up next. Action sports jacks. OT. More to come tomorrow here on ESPN 690 with us at 3 p.m.